Your campfire lad, Michael. How are you? Fresh from Ireland. How was your trip, my friend? <laughs> it was a rollicking good time. I didn't eat any <laughs> chocolate turtles, but the dairy products are feel much more gastrointestinally sustainable. That was yeah, hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotcha. I mean, you stuck to it, and I don't know. I just have to commend you for the commitment to go on a trip to Ireland to coincide with the episode that we get Campfire last. I even went to the de- I even went to the fucking dentist like, this past weekend, dude. <laughs> you did the whole thing. I went to the dentist today. Oh, oh my shit. god! I learned. Wow. Wait, uh, that's. I learned that's way wild. more about like oral health than I ever have in in, in a state. This is first time to the dentist ever. <laughs> Michael, yes, in, in my in my 31 years. No, this was Mike. I'd been going, so I was going to one dentist uh, mm. close to where I used to live, but it doesn't make sense to go there anymore because I'd have to cross the bridge. So now I'm going. Fair, well, fair, the thing fair. is, I went to this particular practice when they first opened in 2005, but I haven't been back since. Both in, in weirdly in both cases, both dentists are like old family friends of my mom. Um, oh, love that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, these guys are really cool. They have a really nice house uh, in like the hills of San Leandro. They have a DDR machine in their house, like a full ass DDR machine. And they do dentistry from inside their house or are these two things not? Connected? No, I wish. But I've been to their house before and I have used oh, the DDR okay. machine. <laughs> okay. And Got also it. what like a not a Marvel versus Capcom because that would be the dream. But like I think they even have one of those big like Capcom versus SNK one. Oh, like an arcade Capcom. Yeah, 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 one of those big ones. I guess there was just like a family fun center that was like closing down and like, you know, they got dentist money, so they like just salvage those salvage those machines. Money. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Love that. That's so exciting. Uh, Uh, But yes. Speaking of exciting, season three. Yeah. That's wild. It is. It is. That's a lot of a lot of episodes uh to, to check on for all you listeners to check in our backlog hint hint. So uh, if you haven't listened to all of them already multiple times, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Good Pods, insert other name of podcast hosting services here that we may end up on. <laughs> um, please leave a rating review on every single one. Make them unique so it doesn't look like you copied and pasted. No especially bots. If you like no bots. Here. Yeah. Exactly. We, won't, we don't want no bots. None of those. Uh, but yeah, we want other people to find us so they can talk shit about us. Sorry. Talk about us. Um, but yeah, if you want to directly talk about us uh twitter instagram at pc 118 pod or email at us email us at pc 118 pod at gmail.com and michael i'm gonna hand it to you here because you have a fantastic idea to kick off episodes and it's on brand cool cool yes so uh again the passage of time will not register to you at all as the listener uh but for us it's been we took a bit of a mini hiatus because i was again busy abroad uh with my significant other so just to kind of take a couple laps around the track because it is super it's it's i'm very excited to be back here but it is super weird to be like coming back into things and like yeah how do we do this again but anyway Mm -hmm. so i'm 
and this might just be something we do periodically at the beginning of an episode. It's just something kind of speaks to me. Like I want to kind of like extrapolate our growing thoughts and feelings uh, and musings about this here intellectual property. I have a question here, which henceforth heretofore thusly will now be referred to as a Jolly Ollie icebreaker. <laughs> Sorry. That's, oh! that's, the, that's the only soundbite I have. It's, it's the okay. only one I have. It's so, okay. It's okay. So. I forgot you had that on deck. So thank you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Imagine this is just... that's whatever soundbite you wanted yes. it to be to, to bear with that. <laughs> I like it. it. It works for most things. <laughs> I still gotta, I still gotta go through the, like the soundbite library on the, uh, wiki, Hey Arnold wiki or whatever, uh, fandom, <laughs> no. yeah. fandom wiki. But anyway, yeah. so this Jolly Ollie icebreaker is... Uh, if you could design a Hey Arnold video game, what would the genre be and what would the gameplay consist of within said game? Oh my god, it's a visual novel. Easy. Okay, okay, for Easy. sure. I it's figured you were going to say that because um, yeah. I did buy Doki Doki Literature Club like this, before this yeah. sale ended. I didn't really play my Switch as much when I was away, but I, I do want to touch. Wanna, that is probably something I'll go to next. Let me just tell you, don't look up. Okay. Anything. Okay. Sounds good. Don't look at any memes. Okay. Don't look at anything. It's right. something you have to experience firsthand, and it's rare that someone gets to experience it from a pure perspective. Okay. So, like, just go in completely blind. Wow. Understood. Wow. I'm really excited for you. Okay. Uh, it's a VN. <laughs> okay. It's a so VN. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me more. Pit, keep, keep your pitch. It could be. Going. It could be something that's from Arnold's perspective, and you're really just a goody two shoes, and none of your decisions mm -hmm. mean anything because you're always the hero, and you have plot armor <laughs> and get through everything. Sure. without any consequence sure. and come in the last minute and save the day and fix everything because who fucking knows that's just what you do <laughs> um or it can be a vn where each chapter follows a different character mm. and their intersections with arnold being a goody two shoes mm -hmm. and find out that he's the villain at the end of it oh then, wow i mean and that's the thing about like vns too is like they're usually like pretty do they mostly have kind of like multiple endings that's pretty standard right because that's where like the replay pretty... value comes in yeah, pretty standard for multiple endings mm. or at least multiple branching routes sure. to get to the same yes. ending. Yeah. So um, little nuances in between. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're you're reading a book is, yeah. is what it is. Good point. Uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind when I think of this because this show is very slice of life anyway. Mm -hmm. So it, it feels mm -hmm. like it fits that kind of like that VN. And imagine having just Jim Lang music in the background uh, while you're making your decisions and shit. Like, that would be so I think good. It, I think it fits the set piece <laughs> as well, at least in my, like, surprise, everybody. I like to play VNs. <laughs> I like to play VNs. Sure, sure. Uh, yes, it would be a great idea. Okay. So we're kind of in the same-ish wheelhouse. Did you have more to say uh, before I go? No, Michael. Oh, you sorry, know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They were, <laughs> this is why I put this question in so we could rework out the kinks. Anyway, we're kind of in the same wheelhouse. I was mostly, I was thinking of it more as, like, yeah, an episodic adventure, like like a Life is Strange scenario. Because ah, yeah, we love yeah. Life is Strange and our other best friend, like, he's he's too good for that shit, apparently. <laughs> um, he just doesn't okay. like dialogue. No, it's okay. Fine, fine. There'd be a lot of dialogue in this game. But yeah, like a Life is, like a Life is Strange, like a Telltale series type of thing. Episodic. Mm. I mean, maybe, yeah, like shifting perspective. Because I know, like, I know on Telltale they would kind of do that. I think like the Borderlands games like have like different character POVs. I haven't gotten to those yet. But yeah, I was th and you know obviously having like the morality system like Mass Effect style like the Paragon yeah. Renegade <laughs> dichotomy. Oh, so absolutely. so your Arnold could be as like virtuous and saintly or as like underhanded and self-serving and self-indulgent as you see fit for the sake I of your playthrough. Love that. 
I love that. Also, did you play Detroit Become Human? Not yet. I think Tiffany and I definitely want to get to that as well as bump all the that. dark the dark pictures. Cue that. Bump that up in the queue. I would say bump it okay. up in the queue. Okay. Dark pictures is really good for right now. Yeah. Oh, true. It's October, yeah, right? It's... But it's also October thirtieth at yeah. least time of recording. Yeah. So you know you can pepper in your spooky. But, yeah. Uh, Detroit is like, okay. it's a standout. It would be tough to think of a Jolly Ollie icebreaker for every episode. Oh, well, when it seems fitting. But again, there's a there's a document. Fitting, there's a document in the drive. Just like throw in whatever comes to mind as it pops up, and we can always just cherry pick. Yeah, when, I'm into we, it. If you're into it, and if you're Michael, into it, well done. Thank you. Well done, my friend. Um, I feel sufficiently warmed. But yeah, so warmed up for what, Sean? Oh my God, the podcast. Uh, well, yeah, if you have not listened to us before, we uh, go episode by episode. Uh, we talk through side A, we talk through side B, and uh, this being season three, episode one in, what is it again, Michael? We we do it in uh, release order, not Re- production order. Re- yeah, release order. Yeah. Exactly. Release order. So this will not necessarily match uh, you know, the streaming service of your choice where you choose to watch, uh, but this does match up to as they have uh, been released. So uh episode name this one season three episode one helga blabs it all original air date august 31 1998 written by craig bartlett directed by Tog tucker and the plot summary of this one while under the influence of laughing gas helga leaves a message on arnold's answering machine confessing her love for him when she finally comes to she realizes that she has to get to arnold's answering machine and delete the message before anyone else can hear it and she encounters a couple obstacles along the way Quite a few. Quite a few yes, I put. Va- I, re- I rewrote it with ver- encountering various obstacles along the various way. Various obstacles yes. along the way. Yes, that's a good way to put it. As I was watching this episode, I had to kind of like stop for a little bit after the first few seconds because is this the first episode that we get like this actual like cold intro sitcom intro music? Well, with, like, I think we got it. We got it like once I think in season two, but they're going to use it more. And, and again, I love it. I think as I told you before, that's like, yes. I feel like that's, that's like Jim Lang's hat tip to Rhapsody in blue. Like dog, I, w- I want that. I, I just, I want to wake up to that, to that noise. It was like so good. It was so good. Like, yeah. Because I mean, you have a lot of sitcoms, especially animated sitcoms, that do this really, really well and consistently, oh, right? Like yeah. you, you have Family Guy that does yeah. it pretty good, and and Simpsons, it's almost in between yeah. every scene. Yeah, pretty much say. anytime they're like establishing like a new exterior Switching location. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then you hear Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was great, and also just Jim Lang is like so, so, so good it was great um, and especially for it to be like the dentist and go into what kind of is another like hey arnold fever dream with like the, the laughing gas and the pink oh and dude everything. it's like fucking spider-man 2 does this i for, okay i said this offline but yes i i waste i not wasted time you enjoy wasting is never wasted time i played spider man power through spider-man 2 last week and whenever you go into like symbiote rage mode they do this same like overlay on the border of the screen <laughs> but it's like oh, yeah. black symbiote tendrils but yes oh, yes yeah when like helga goes into that i, was, I forgot about that <laughs> that was great it was it was great but i also realized that the lighting in the dentist was really ominous like okay sure it was like dim (laughs) and like kind of backlit on the dentist which was i don't know when he was talking and being like a smooth talker this whole time i was like it's kind of weird i mean like i mean some dentist dental offices are already known for having kind of like depressing uh fluorescent lights so that seems pretty that's that's pretty on brand 
the thing that I couldn't really get past with that first sequence of the episode was the fact that the dentist and the hygienist aren't wearing surgical masks, to which I oh thought, my God, they wouldn't, were not. wouldn't that ca- A, unhygienic, un- gross, but also, mm. would it not have been easier for the animators to put the masks so they don't have to animate their mouths moving? <laughs> yeah. Huh. But, you know, well, and the dentist also had a they, unibrow. Yeah, that they did. And they also just asked a nine-year-old if she wants laughing gas. Yeah, wait, <laughs> would, did. wouldn't they have to, like, run that by Miriam or Big Bob? Like, can, as far as informed consent? And, like, <laughs> asking you, you, you that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she, like, grabbed all of the instruments, mm-hmm. too. Like, every single one mm-hmm. fell out of the chair, like... They didn't, even, they didn't even try to stop her when she was beelining for the phone. They were just, like, leaning on the doorway, like, oh, woman in love. Like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I got fillings until I was maybe a teenager. I certainly mm. got, like, I had, if you may have recalled me when you first met me, like, I had, like, a good amount of, like, silver caps. And so it makes I don't me remember the like, inside of your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they were just too busy huffing and puffing down the soccer field. But when mm. I was in kindergarten, I got a bunch of silver caps done. And, like, dude, this is, like, multiple times I got pulled out of school. And it was, like, torturous. They, like, had Ugh. to... I was literally restrained and crying like Velcro straps like across my forehead and like, like pinning my arms down. It's like, good God. Really? Not it. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. Yes. And like, I just remember my mom taking me to like Rite Aid because the only thing that would like soothe the pain was like thrifty cookies and cream thrifty. ice cream. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I did. I did just like chill i do love chill laughing gas huggers like dog it was so good this was a strong like cold open to an episode yeah. it was mm-hmm. it was like it was the right kind of like off the rails hey arnold mm-hmm. in the best way and i think it's a good setup for the episode too like like a really really good setup mm-hmm. because these are these are the fun stakes of hey arnold right yeah. like you have you have these general like i guess plot motifs through hey arnold that of pervade the entire mm-hmm. series and can show up in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. and still be as entertaining every yeah. single time and i mean the helga loves arnold as a secret and doesn't want to disclose it is the best one it's the best one it, it, one it really it, it's a gift that really does keep giving like we're gonna there's a couple more versions of this storyline i think that we're gonna see and her having to break into the boarding house is like obviously really funny like i mean of course it's like to see that she was so jazzed to be in arnold's room uh with the hat or whatever right when he lost the hat mm-hmm. but yeah. here it's like she's trying not to be seen and this would make a great gameplay sequence it'd be a stealth like this would be a stealth mary jane level Absolutely. <laughs> uh, stealth you... mary jane level <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, i have to say when we get to the boarding house we get the start of this incredible string of background oscar dialogue it was that... too much i was trying to keep up with it but like it was just it was again so but i'm good. i i knew i could rely on you to pay more attention to it so it, was it hit me so good so the, the first thing is him just not knowing gerald's name and then using mm-hmm. the distraction it's arnold and so arnold's <laughs> friend <laughs> But also, fuck you, Oscar. You know Gerald's name, but he was he was doing that for what whatever. Yeah. And then later on, as they're walking up the stairs, you're old and you're losing your mind. I have to tell you things all the times. And he says times plural. It's just like so much. And then when he shit talks Mr. Wynn's puzzle, he's like, he we does. couldn't play downstairs because you're a stupid puzzle. <laughs> Taking up all the room on the table. Just like, so. 
so good. And <laughs> I cannot ever get enough of Oscar being just like terrible. <laughs> just, <laughs> just terrible and unapologetically terrible. Mm -hmm. We get a stampede of animals too, which is maybe Yet again what I keep remembering happening in Harold is just stampeding animals yes. out of any like any door open door. that doesn't need to be opened immediately and quickly. Yes. So good. So good. Um, but then I want to <laughs> hand it to you to, to introduce us to Campfire Last Coming Back okay. because I feel like you would land all this shit. So okay, effectively. cool, cool, cool. So yeah. I think for the first time since her original introduction, I want to say in uh, Lockjaw, yes, mm -hmm. we are yep. uh, Helga's initial... Yeah, Helga pulls some, like, again, like, I'm just thinking of all these video game uh, analogies. She pulls some Hitman-level Master of Disguise stuff by that she does. accosting and stealing the uniform of what, of a campfire lass. And <laughs> she's like, she's like, top of the morning to you. Can I interest you in a box of chocolate turtles? And she's like, just step into my office, like... This is a mighty, this is a mighty odd place for an office. And I just like, again, yeah, that's another like cartoon trope is like off screen, someone getting beat up and stuff like, beat. Yeah. <laughs> you just, and again, it's, it's awesome because it's, it's one of the few characters that Francesca Smith plays, played besides Helga. So she's talking to herself in the to scene. Herself, that's yeah. extra funny. And you just hear among the cacophony, you hear like, and unhand me. Okay, I'm glad you agree. Yes. <laughs> and then she goes to the door and like She's just wearing the hat and and the stole, right? Or the sash or whatever. Like yeah. that's it. <laughs> what does she offer? Uh Haggis? Faith and you know, I'm a campfire lass, you know, like Faith and Bagora Haggis. <laughs> and then when she disappears. I think it was a phantom campfire last, and they just don't they don't linger on it whatsoever. And then that's a callback in the end of the episode too. No, oh yes, yes. I was gonna say like the like all the other. I guess that is actually really drives the point home. Like this is a life or death scenario for Helga, but like all the other characters just are just going story. about their lives. Yeah. <laughs> that, I did, that did not occur to me, but yes, that is a very very good point. So Absolutely. she, okay, so she, okay, so she, she gets into the house. Yeah. Then she interacts with Mr. Wynn on the phone. Yep. She's like, what are you, I'm an inspector. I'm an intern at public phone school. Yeah. <laughs> Her ability to just bullshit is so good. It's so good. <laughs> and Mr. Wynn doesn't even say what a country. He goes like, what a weird town. Like, yeah, public yeah. phone school. Like, <laughs> What a weird town. And then she calls Phoebe up when she's in the vent. Oh, dude. Phoebe okay, okay. Is the most down friend ever. She pulls out a stack a lot. of cash. Yeah. Like, goes. And what I didn't realize, I, I thought that she just had it to, like, bribe the Jolly Ollie mm -hmm. Man into being a taxi. But pays off the Jolly Ollie Man to drive full amount out of, of his ice cream. Route. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It covered exactly. everything. With the... Yeah. <laughs> what a bizarre turn of events. He should be dude, on the other side of the internet. dude. Like that was weirdly articulate from Curly. Like <laughs> this episode. This episode had it all. This episode literally had all of my favorite things about the okay, okay. in one packet. I had not been <laughs> no so <notes>. jazzed <laughs> to watch an episode than this one. <laughs> so well uh, to, to quickly backtrack um before yeah, she successfully do. calls phoebe she accidentally calls angry bald guy he's like ah, i don't know what you're talking about stop calling me and i just she dies. <laughs> and i just 
really realized, like, again, informal live action fan cast just for like the one off cameo. I think Tim Robinson should play that guy. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Of, I think you should leave fame. <laughs> I want him to be all of the background voices. Okay. okay. I want him to be all of them. Uh, I gotta get my head waxed. Like, same guy. Yeah. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Are you sure? Oh, my God. I won't oh. be here anymore. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Can I hear you, you say? Got, can I hear you say the phrase? The phrase "glider plane." Looky, fellas, I got me a new glider plane. Take a gander, fellas, or whatever. Stinky said. Take a gander, fellas. I got me a new glider plane. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, just take a gander, fellas. I got me a new glider plane. <laughs> it was. It was like glider plane. Oh, yeah, he does glider plane. <laughs> a home computer. <laughs> And they play in the hallway, like what? It's cute. I don't know. It's just nice to see the boys just hanging out and like boys. And they're all boys. integral characters, other than blonde kid with glasses, who we still don't know who, who is the, that. Who the hell who is he is? Should like, have been John Lennon. It should have been it, John Lennon. John, yeah, and Iggy at the very Iggy or Eugene, like you know. But you know, they just needed one. Yeah. One, you know, non non starter individual. Yeah. That's my only note for the episode. That's the only thing I would have changed. Swap him out oh, for yeah. somebody who matters. But anyway, yeah, he was a he was a he was a rando. He's, he's probably someone's kid on the production. Um, Did he have a line? No, not at all. He's never had any sort of anything like Peapod. Oh, Even put in Peapod kid. Who cares? You're like, oh yes, yeah. that is that is a very fascinating uh fascinating <laughs> model airplane you have there. Peapod's voice is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> So oh okay, so okay, so anyway, Jolly Ollie Man gets summoned, and then yes. does she? Oh yeah, she tries to reach for the tape. Then she yes, has to is, is repel herself now. back up. But then yeah, we have, but then we have Grandma. We <laughs> like, get a great grandma just like this is very innocent, like Grandma off base, but it just seems a little more grounded. She's like she's old; she can't hear great. Like yeah, Helen, Helen of Troy, and this Troy is selling a passion fruit drink. You know, I just don't get Why it. Like, would you sell a soft drink over the phone? <laughs> These telephone solicitations. Honestly, you're not wrong, but also you, she was yeah. entirely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But then the resolution to this episode just like it puts a nice bow on everything because yeah. for a second there I thought she was gonna like super like fling through that little window <laughs> and get out. But then the smack on the wall into the couch <laughs> dusted. <laughs> that just end up in the room and be stared at in complete silence and have to like tiptoe around everybody to get out <laughs> yeah she's like because they're all sitting in a circle like on the floor so she's like having to step over them and she's covered in dust <laughs> exactly closes the door and they just immediately so about the go-kart <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's actually it's like real it's awesome that it's arnold who's like breaks like it could have just been Gerald, but yeah it's like Arnold's so like nonplussed. It's super out of character. Yeah, because if this was any other episode, they would have freaked out and been like calling it back. Oh my god, it's the Phantom Campfire oh, last. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the girl yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever. yeah. No, they just well, that was weird. <laughs> and then move on with their lives. Like a great, like just a great have fun episode. I would yeah. say like. And then we get know, the banger but, track. But then the campfire lasts is plural button it and. I forget what she says exactly. She's like, like that's the one, girls. That's the one who pilfered me undergarments, or like whatever that's, it was. Like that's what she said. <laughs> Pilfered's a fun word, so I'm glad that they threw that in there. And then Helga gets her ass beat. Yes. The end. 
<laughs> so good. It's like welcome so to season I, three, y'all. Just a, I had so much fun. Oh, oh, I wait, had so much fun. In that wait, episode. sorry, I wrote it down. There she is, lasses. There's the ruffian who pilfered me cookies. The ruffian who pilfered me cookies. Get out of here. I thought they were chocolate turtles, not cookies. Oh my god. I'm dead. I'm dead. <sighs> Poor girl. Honestly, yeah, that's she had that coming. Helga mm-hmm. had it coming. Yeah. Not gonna lie. <laughs> She's flattened herself into a wall and then got her ass. Dude, I was that like, sucked. I was I, I I didn't write it down, but I wanted to write down like I'm Helga Pataki and I'll show me before she Please don't spit out your water. <laughs> Honestly, just a, a that might be my favorite jackass bit in a long time. Yes. <laughs> just I'll show me. Oh, just, dude. That's the sledgehammer like, into the ladder, right? Like, yes. Just like the simplest, dumbest. <laughs> <laughs> they were literally just there. They were like, oh, there's a ladder on, on set. So I want to knock myself off of it. <laughs> sure. Uh, poopies. poopies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, poopies. I'll show me. What does he say after? He's like, oh, bro, that was not, that was a knocker or something. Just like, oh, bro, that was a knocker, dude. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> the ground came so fast. <laughs> oh my god! It's like immediate, it's like a fifteen. Yes, second yeah, yeah. So, okay, so we should good. let's let's put this in the Jolly Ollie Icebreaker doc. Like, if the kids decided to do, decided to be jackass, what oh, yeah, bits they would, would they do? What, Easily, yeah, what bits is... would they do? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Love that. Wow, that's just like which saw trap would they be? <laughs> <laughs> we can we could I mean if you want to talk about I don't know shit about saw, saw traps for no for body horror characters. body horror with children. I guess that no. we draw we're drawing the line there. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, we okay. yeah, we draw the line there. Fair. <laughs> oh, fitting because the next episode is a butcher episode. Oh nice. <laughs> Look at me go. I'm I'm firing on all back. two cylinders right we now. Are Let's back. Go. We are back. We are back. Uh yeah, so side B, Harold the Butcher, original air date. Surprise, it's the same because these <laughs> show at the same time, August 31st, 1998. Uh, written by Joseph Purdy, directed by Larry Lightlighter and Stark Howell. In this episode, Harold's a shoplifter. Uh, he steals a ham, and he's forced to work for Mr. Green at his butcher shop for a week. At first, all he does is fuck up and annoy <laughs> Mr. Green. But later, after his work shift to pay it is over, he soon learns that he's built a passion or this after-school job, and doesn't want to stop working there. That's to the dismay of Mr. Green, at least at first. It's not until the annual big meat sale that the butcher realizes just how much he needs and appreciates mm. Harold's help. Is there another banger on the Her- in the Harold canon? Like, no no misses thus far. Harold has no misses. Yeah. Harold, Harold does not miss because he's so over-the-top. Yeah. And the lovable kind of over-the-top. Yeah. And I forgot... I mean, we'll get into it in the episode, but I forgot that we also get to go back to Temple in this Dude, episode. Which yes, is, which yes, is it like, really ties together. There's a big sense. There's a good sense of continuity in Harold's life when we. It's so we see good. Him. Like, if you if you stack up all the Harold episodes, you probably like have a arguably probably the best time watching a series <laughs> of character centric episodes. Yeah. In comparison to the rest of these. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's another good one to mm-hmm. think about. Is. Like just putting all of those adjacent together, who got the most like mm-hmm. character centric episodes, and which would be the most enjoyable? That would, yeah, we should take a look. Take, yeah, we should take a look back at that when this is all said and done. I, I do like that. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> we'll do a little homework on that. 
Um, I literally don't even know where to start with this episode because <laughs> we could we could have just written the entire dialogue and had a great time. I, I was going to say, I'm like, like Justin, Justin Jekro, dude, like, I, I know you've had a long career and you're still a working voice actor, but like, how do you get better than this? <laughs> like, just this is, this is the best. Harold is so just emotionally raw all the time. He only operates on one speed and like, yeah. it's... it's has to be the most challenging role he's taken on, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> but, he's like, but I was hungry. Like he says it. I just want to eat. Yeah, I'm he... really hungry. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, I just want to eat. I'm really hungry. It's like, <laughs> just like, like <laughs> desperation. And then steals the ham. And then when he gets busted, <laughs> no, mommy. <laughs> gonna have to call his mommy <laughs> just the juxtaposition how so like low-key mr green is until like until he's not but yeah <laughs> so so good i just made the next note out like okay for, for everyone that has, hasn't watched the episode he steals a ham gets busted and then you know mr green calls his mom like when he gets home, his parents lecture him. It's like, oh, but we have food at home. Oh, yeah. And he again uses, but I was hungry. <laughs> yeah. And all I all I wrote was like the ham at home in quotes, like the fucking meme. <laughs> <laughs> we have ham at home. But, ham at but home they're but they're just... but they're Jews, so they don't have ham at home, according to the <laughs> rabbi. <laughs> don't have it and his dad is like really (laughs) so concerned that he's going down this like to become a criminal he's like prison a chain gang maybe on death row row. (laughs) oh my god I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with this family. <laughs> the Vermin. People, I don't know. Honestly, I wrote the same thing. I'm like, everyone talks about how they were supposed to be like a Pataki spinoff in there. I think there was a pitch for that, but I'm like, fuck the, like, I mean, Pataki's, I mean, no, nothing but love for you, but like, give me the Bermans. I, I just want Harold, everything, this whole show, but from Harold's point of view, having to go home to his parents, having to like hang out with like the chillest rabbi ever. Like, yeah. How many times do you think that this segue has happened, like behind the scenes of Harold getting caught or busted for something yeah. and immediately having to go to temple to like get a lesson <laughs> from the rabbi? <laughs> this is the time. Her- this is Harold, the time. Like- Harold, we do not throw ice cream cones at centuries old tortoises <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like- <laughs> so, insert any lesson here and tie it back to the Torah, please. And I, just, I don't know, like, Maybe I was just so in the episode that it wasn't until the rabbi said that, and it's ham, it's not <laughs> yes. kosher, that I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this whole not, episode is also not kosher. Not kosher at all. We don't I, eat ham. We haven't for 5,000 years, and we don't need to start now. Like, that. Give me that, give me that, give me that uh, bar mitzvah needle drop again. Like, I missed it. (laughs) So, 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 so. I am obsessed. I'm obsessed. And then he goes right to work and spills all the giblets all over the place. Mm -hmm. And, like, any time that Harold spills something or slips on something, which happens multiple times in this episode, I don't know if he says it every time, but you get the, ah, ah, help me! So because yeah, doesn't he get he gets freaked out by the sausage links, I think, after that too. He like 
Like yes. it's a snake or something. Like Yes, he trips on it and then thinks yeah. it's a snake yeah. and then sprouts again. <laughs> and like we get this beautiful like sequence of all the things that Harold suck like fucks up too. Mm-hmm. And my favorite one is like him stacking the things of faux gras instead of foie gras. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's a that's Oh, a deep cut. that's what that said. Yeah, I was like, uh-huh. what does that say on those boxes? I couldn't quite make it out, but Exactly. It was uh-huh. a little uh, either tins or little boxes, whatever. Okay. Like beyond be, be, before beyond meat, it was there was faux gras apparently. <laughs> there was there was faux gras. Yeah. God. Um But yeah, I love that I don't know. I I think in a lot of these Harold episodes you also get the tender side of Harold where yeah. you like actually learn something. I, I feel like Harold mm-hmm. is one of the people that's the most receptive to lessons mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Hey Arnold, and maybe that's just because I have a, a bias for Harold, but mm-hmm. um like all of his episodes and even the ones where he's a bully and then just, you know, it kind of comes to face with his actions. Like I feel like he actually learns things mm-hmm. uh, pretty effectively and like seeing the passion in him for something like that. And like dreaming about starting his own butcher shop. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's pretty wholesome. Like, yeah, totally. That's really, really wholesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like, but then he also does like, I mean, rightfully so. Soy sauce does overpower the beef, but <laughs> overpowers it, the beef. You can't be calling someone out on no, especially <laughs> not the, the like, especially not the lunch that. lady who's working on like a public school food budget. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like I helped, I helped with like lunch duty a couple times in elementary school, and it's like you're just strapping on those like really loose plastic disposable gloves and just trying to sift through the pile of like crappy chicken nuggets. There, there's only so yeah. much they can work with. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. You got to give them the credit for it. Um, but back to the dream for a second. Like usually when we have the dream sequences, we kind of get the like lovey dovey like harp version mm-hmm. of dreams. Mm-hmm. But this one was a lot different. This one like had character to it. It's, it was like mm-hmm. a, it was like a little bit more like attuned to Harold and attuned mm-hmm. to the, the situation. And I really, really enjoyed it. I really yes. enjoyed it. I know, I know I'm like likening everything to video games tonight for whatever reason, but it sounded like the hub world in Super Mario Galaxy to me. That yeah, it's very, it's like good for you, man. Yeah, I just, I just, I want you to get Harold's meat something. It was, I forgot what it's called. His, his butcher, but yeah, was it just Harold's meat? I don't, I don't. It was some meat. Harold's meat something. It was like a third. There was a third word word in there, but I forget. It escapes me. Yeah, was killing it though. Nickelodeon taught gets... me everything that I knew about Judaism, Judaism as a child, between this and Rugrats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God. But then it makes me feel bad. It's it's also funny, but, like, when he goes to Mr. Green on his last day and Mr. Green's just like, all right, see ya. <laughs> he wakes up and just, like, really abruptly, like, get the fuck out of here. I've loved Mr. Green here. Like, the, again, I think maybe this is why I'm, this is why I'm so, like, I was so lukewarm on Freeze Frame, because I'm like, yeah. this is the Mr. Green intro, like... Yeah, absolutely yeah. you get to know about all his you know like i'm tenderizing it i'm making it softer it tastes mm-hmm. better which i did i tenderized some chicken breast uh earlier this evening and i think yes that did work uh i just used i go. just banged it with like a saucepan because i don't have a tenderizer just yet but yeah um Cooks did i effectively too i know i said john goodman when we initially casted but i kind of want to say steven root would is like the real life mr green i think he I'm a, could i'm i'm happy to give you a pivot but there are but there were some points here actually where like especially when he was raising his voice at harold i'm like oh that's john goodman right there man like like so um, maybe so maybe still john goodman i think is still my 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 mr green in my in my head canon yeah either way you've brought up good names that yeah. we can repurpose for other roles too. that is true yes i'm satisfied <laughs> but then yeah i mean I don't know you get to the you get to the meat sale and we have like a pretty like warm resolution i would mm-hmm. say like 
you know, it's it's obvious that Mr. Green is sorry. Uh, Mr. Blue. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Blue. So Where where's my veal? Or uh. <laughs> Briskets. Oh, brisket. Where are my briskets? Yeah, there you go. That's better for for Miriam to say. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, but it's obvious he's overwhelmed. I mean, yeah. he's maybe the only butchery in town, or like the best, you know, the best one in town. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's it's nice to see Harold, you know, have the opportunity to like do something he's passionate about and like mm-hmm. actually put his best foot forward and do a good job, you know. And that's I don't know. It's sweet. And I mean, if I have to be honest there there was a hate arnold here and it was that he's the one that comes in out of fucking nowhere and solves the problem and saves the day and is the reason that harold gets to be back in his <laughs> dream environment and happy and all sure that. Like, sure i mean like this could to, have been completely without him i didn't i didn't mind it so much because at least like we had him he checked basically like he checks he's he's with harold like in the first act the second act in it first act okay, like being like what do you want to do with your life and then like what do you want to be when you grow up and then they're talking about they're touching base about it in the cafeteria line so at least it's like he was kind of privy to all of this okay, going it's on a freebie, yeah and it's not like it's it's a more restrained version of his whole thing of like hey you practiced all these bar mitzvah virtues like you know don't yeah. you get it like so are we going to your bar mitzvah now like you know yeah. it's it was like they trimmed the fat, <laughs> I will, I, yeah. I will say, from That's that fair. same kind of like that, narrative function. Yeah. If I see Arnold again pull the shit he did in Rhonda's glasses episode, <laughs> like that is that is the most egregious <laughs> hate Arnold for me ever. And the, anyone who disagrees is wrong. Um, Virtue signaling Arnold. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. What a trash human. Um, but then yeah episode resolves love it he loves being there and being around me just that really sincere all right like i don't know you just he deserves uh, to be proud it's like every it's like every every herald every herald episode is like a redemption arc of some sort like and it's it's worked like three times over yeah so far three three for three (laughs) yes so so good loved Mm -hmm. the episode loved both sides of it Mm -hmm. like stellar stellar start to season yeah i wouldn't and it was kind of nice for it to like not really arnold was very minimally involved you know which and i i think this is i i think i mean i'm sure there's still going to be a fair amount of like obviously like arnold centric stories you kind of have to but yeah this is i think this is the sign of more things to come in which like there are just more like uh on whatever like <clears throat> episodes that focus on like all the other members of the ensemble and stuff and yeah, like really just sort of fleshes out the world, and I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to the, yeah. This is a great great start. I didn't even look at like what comes next because I was just so like I was just so immersed in, in this one. I had such a blast. Yeah. Uh, our next episodes are Dangerous Lumber and Mr. Mango's <gasps> Country. Dude, oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank. You. Oh shoot. Oh okay. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm. It's got chills thinking about these. I'm not gonna lie, this like this season just by titles looks like a banger of a okay. season. Mm. I'm stoked. For um, sure. But yeah, I mean, before we wrap here, we uh, we like to go through and do our Mr. Simmons morals. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write any down, but there are a couple that came to mind. And okay. Unless you'd like to pepper some in too. Let's. Why don't you kick it off? Because I'm having a bit of a hard time uh, with this one. Word. I'm just, so, I'm just uh, riding pretty high. So you go on. Yeah. 
Side A, Hook of Blabs at all. Don't beat up Girl Scouts. Oh, nope. you get your ass beat in nope. return. There are more of you yep. than there are of them. <laughs> yep, I mean, more of them they, than you. Yes. <laughs> they will outnumber you and they will go for the jugular. Um, and for Harold the Butcher, a little bit of a two party here. Like, for one, be honest. Like, mm -hmm. don't be doing shit like that. But also, follow your passions. You mm -hmm. deserve to go and find the thing that you love to do, mm -hmm. the thing that you love to consume, mm -hmm. or thing that you love to experience, and live in that and do so unapologetically. And I love that Harold got to do that. Mm -hmm. Those are those are the morals I've assigned there, and the moral for all of you is, uh, as usual and as always, never eat raspberries.